Hi friends, Moses here at Christian Motivation. Hope you're doing fine. Um, today I just want to share with you something that really blessed my heart. Um, uh, we were reading the, the Word of God with my wife. My wife wa was reading and she was reading from Mark chapter 6. We were reading the whole chapter. But there are, uh, there's a portion of the chapter that really caught my attention and uh, something that I've been really um, just chewing on and I just want to share that with you so that you can um, uh, probably look at it too and see uh, what the Holy Spirit will help you get out of it. So let me share that with you and encourage you to just go and look at it and, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal uh, whatever he wants to reveal to you. Father, we thank you so much for the blessing of your word. We thank you um, because your word is life and your word is light. Right now, as we share your word, we pray that you, uh, you teach us. Holy Spirit, we pray that you open the eyes of our understanding, cause our eyes to see, cause our ears to hear, cause our hearts to understand the things that are in your word. May this word become revelation to us. May you cause us to have enlightenment, that the light of your word will uh, shine into every dark place in, in our hearts, that it will bring forth fruit in our lives. We thank you and we bless you for it, and we are excited to know that you are teaching us your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' great and mighty name, amen. So let me read uh, Mark chapter 6, and I'm going to start from verse... 30, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and told. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them living and and saw them living and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed from those leaves. I, 
this this really um, uh, this really blessed me. But I just want uh, to focus on a few uh, verses and share with you the things that really um, uh, things that really jumped out of the scripture as my wife was reading this. And just encourage you to go uh, meditate on on the on the scriptures and see what the Holy Spirit will uh, will teach you. Uh, so let me go back to verse, um, let me start at verse 37. It says, but Jesus said, you feed them. This is after um, the disciples had told him to send away the crowd so that they could go and buy uh, food so they, uh, food for them to eat. So um, Jesus tells them, you feed them. And the, the disciples asked, with what? We would have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. So here's the thing. Most of the time, what, what I picked up from this is most of the time, we, we have a, a situation that we face in our lives and the situation looks so big and I'm talking in terms of uh, provision. I'm talking in terms of maybe money. Um, it could even go beyond money in terms of grace, uh, maybe loving someone or forgiving someone. And uh, this could go beyond um, beyond even just resources to do with, uh, you know, like material resources. But what I was thinking about was more on, on, in terms of material resources and especially in terms of money. Uh, we think we have uh, this challenge before us. And when we have this challenge before us, the first thing we look at is what we have in our, in our lives. Uh, so we will have a challenge before us. Maybe it's to do with uh, uh, your business or if it's to do with uh, tuition for your children. It may be something to do with your mortgage or you. There is a need that you have, maybe uh, uh, bills, you are in debt, you need to pay your bills, or you need to pay off your debt, or, 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 or there is a need where you need a lot of money, or you need a lot of resources, and this could be even in the ministry. You, you know this is what God has called you to do, but you look at the resources you have, and you look at the need you have, and in comparison, it's almost like you have nothing. So most of the times when we look at the need that is before us, we tend to look at what we have and we say we don't have nothing. We need something bigger than what we have to accomplish the need that is before us. So here are the, uh, Jesus is with the with the disciples, the disciples tell, tell him, we have a crowd, these are more than 5,000 people, we need to let them go out there, find themselves as something to eat. And then Jesus says, no, you feed them. In other words, Jesus is giving them a mission. Jesus is telling them to do something. But then they come back and say, come on, Jesus, look at the need that we have. What you are telling us is so so in big, we will have to go out collectively as the disciples, 12 of us, we will need to go out and work for months, put our resources together to be able to cover the bill for these people's food. In other words, most of 
when you when you look when you read the scriptures and and you kind of think of the way they were looking at stuff they were looking at stuff with the eyes of man so the best thing they knew to think about the first thing that came to mind was we have to go to work for us to be able to do this we have to put in a lot of work months and months of work for us to be able to accomplish what you are telling us to do so jesus tells them how much do you have and they say they go they find out they say we have five uh, loaves of bread and two fish that's what we have and you're telling us to use this to meet the needs jesus tells them you make these people sit down the bible says in verse um, 41 jesus took the five loaves and two fish looked up toward heaven and blessed them that is the key. You see, when the disciples were looking at the need, they looked at themselves and started to figure out how they were, if they were to be able to meet this need, what they needed to do. All they could think of is, we have to go work for months to be able to meet this need. But when Jesus uh, 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 looks at the need, he says, all I need to do is get what I have, look up to heaven. So the disciples are looking to go work for months. Jesus is saying, I'm looking up to heaven. In other words, what they had was already enough. All they needed to do was look up to heaven. What you and I have, what you and I have, is enough if and that is the, this is the qualifier if we learn to look up to heaven but most of the times we are we are wired in such a way that when we see a need the first thing that comes to mind is to handle that need the way uh, uh, the world handles the need the way we've been taught in school to handle the need you go out there uh, 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 work all the hours you can work two jobs, do all these things so that you can be able to meet the need that is before you. In other words, to be able to pay your mortgage, to be able to, 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 to pay your rent, to be able to pay your, your children's uh, tuition, to be able to pay your, your hospital bills, to be able to pay your, your debt, to be able to, 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 to buy a house, to be able to buy a car, to be able to do anything you've got to go out there work as much as possible get to jobs do all you can to be able to meet that need but yet jesus says uh-uh if you have something and you learn to look up to heaven what you have may look small but if you look up to heaven what you have will be more than enough to meet that need and I think as children of God, we need to come back to the realization that we have a Father that is able to do miracles in our lives. We have for so long gone on uh, thinking that we can do this thing in our own strength. And so we have stopped looking we have stopped looking to God as our provider and we have relied on our strength. We have relied on our understanding to be able to do the things that God can help us with. And I think we have gone so far to relying on our strength that sometimes even 
reading this becomes like some people may hear me right now and uh, and their minds may even be kind of uh, uh, like tuning out saying i don't know what i'm talking about because this that i'm talking to you about is spiritual and until we get back to that point where we realize that god is a god who is able to do the impossible we are always going to struggle with life trying to do things in our own strength and trying to figure out how we are going to work for months and years trying to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. When Jesus got the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven, he was able to feed more than 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. So, here is the question. How much do you have in your account? How much do you have in your, in your hands? What do you have? And as I said, this goes even beyond finances. The question is, what do you have? Because if you and I can learn to get what we have and look to heaven, instead of looking to man, instead of looking to our own strength, instead of looking to our own understanding, then what we have could become seed that God is able to use to make us, uh, that God is able to use to make us accomplish what he has called us to, to, to do, to make us, uh, 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 to make it fulfill the need that we have in our lives. And whether that is to do with ministry, whether that is to do with what God has called you to do, or that is to do with your personal needs, desires, and wants. It is all about realizing that we are not our own providers, but God is our provider. It's, that, it's, it's about us asking the Holy Spirit that he opens our eyes, that we learn once again to look at God for who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the God, our provider. He is a good father. He is able to provide for our needs. So I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that you meditate on this word and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and to give you a revelation of this word that you will stop struggling in your own strength, but rather you will learn the principle of getting what you have and looking up to heaven, just like Jesus did. The Bible says that Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and blessed them. In other words, it's not how small what you have is. It's what you do with what you have. Make that a seed. Look to heaven. Get what you have and look up to heaven. That is what happened even in the Old Testament when God sent uh, Elijah to go to the widow. God knew that that widow didn't have a lot, but what she had was enough. So when the prophet got there, told the widow, you get me something to eat, she said, I only have one meal. All we, had, all we have is this. We, we were just trying to eat it and probably die. 
But then that was enough. That's all that God needed. And when that widow put it at the, uh, at the prophet's um, uh, uh, mouth, that changed everything. That changed everything. In other words, it's like that she had got what she had and looked up to heaven. She looked up to God. That's it. So what you have, we should stop despising what we have, but learn to look up to heaven. This blessed me because it, 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 there is a connection to what I had shared with you before. If you go back and look at um, the last uh, podcast that I, I sent out, um, I don't remember w w what I entitled it. I think I, it was to do something like, um, I forget what uh, the title that I put, uh, I put on that podcast. But if you go back and look at the podcast I record, I, I sent out last Friday, it's, uh, it's the very last podcast that I sent out. That has a lot to do with this. So that's why when I was, when we were reading this, it really caught my attention. The Holy Spirit just uh, kind of brought it to my attention. And so I want to encourage you that you do not um, look at what you have, but look to God. Get what you have and look to God. Because what you have is enough if you and I can look up to God. So my encouragement to you was re is really this, that whatever you have in your life, look to God. And God will meet all your need according to his riches in glory. Because that is exactly what happened here. He met the need according to the riches in glory. Father, I'm so grateful for your word. I am so grateful for your word. I'm excited about it and I'm asking, oh Lord, that you continue to help us understand this word, that we will apply it in our lives and that it will bring forth fruit in our lives. I give you praise. I give you glory for it. I'm asking that, Lord, it will continue to burn and to stir up in our hearts that we will not just be hearers, but we will be doers of your word, that we will stop looking at what we have and think that we have to, to work in our own strength and rely on our own understanding, but rather we will learn to look at what we have. We will learn to get what we have and look up to you and let you do miracles and wonders in our lives. You are a good father. You are Jehovah Jireh. And so for that, we worship you and we bless you. We magnify you, Lord. We worship you and we exalt thee. We thank you. Blessed be your holy name. Jesus, you are Lord. We magnify you above everything. We worship you and we adore you. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we bless you. And we thank you because you are our teacher and you are our helper. To you we surrender that you teach us, you help us, you guide us into all truth. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Jesus, we love you. In Jesus' great and mighty name, we ask and pray. Amen. My brother, my sister, I just want to encourage you to continue in the word. Remember, all I'm just doing is really just stirring up your heart, encouraging you, motivating you, inspiring you. My desire is that you will go and personally experience God for yourself 
So I just want you to know that whatever situation you are facing, God is still on the throne and He is still in control. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we think or even what we ask. So my challenge to you is that you do not limit your thinking. Because if God is able to do beyond what you think, then there's no reason why you should limit Him in any way. I encourage you to, to, to seek Him, and I want you to know that He loves you no matter what. And there's nothing you can do to change that. I love you too. And until next time, stay blessed, keep the faith, and go out there and reign in life. Because that is what we are meant to do. Bye-bye.